0: If you don't already have the app on your smartphone or tablet, download it now from vision.org.au slash app. slash app. Vision. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision.
1: It's no surprise that some of our favourite Christian ministries to the persecuted church operate in the hottest of hotspots around the world, and Ukraine is no exception. The body of Christ has always faced persecution, so it's not unusual for us to talk about it. Voice of the Martyrs say it's not so much a question of whether believers will face persecution, but whether they will have to face it alone. Tony Benjamin is CEO of Voice of the Martyrs in Australia. He's joining us. Hi, Tony. Welcome back to 2020.
0: Thank you for having me, Neil. It's always good to be with you.
1: Tony, getting a focus on Ukraine, what do those persecution issues look like for Christians who are in Ukraine right now? Well,
0: I think, you know, if we start with what the Russian world looks like, there's no place for unruly and non-compliant people in Russia, particularly Christians. So when you look at uh, since 2014, when the Russians started occupying other parts of the Ukraine and a lot of the disinformation that's gone into it, the pressure is on Christians in a dramatic way in that the Russians say, we don't want you here. They classify and wildly term evangelical Christians as Baptists. They just make that assumption of everyone because the Baptist church is one of the very oldest churches in that region and the longest serving there, quite faithfully. So it's a challenge for anybody that's Christian there, and the fear that people have got in the Ukraine has been based on what they are seeing in the occupied territories of Donbass and Mariupol and so on and so on, where the Russians have already taken over in the Crimea region, and they're seeing how Christians are being dealt with which is quite ruthlessly. And uh, what's happening to a lot of the churches there? Many of the people in the occupied areas Christians, pastors have left, escaped to other parts of the Ukraine for safety. Those are exactly the places now that are also coming under attack. And the Russians that are occupying those newly occupied regions, if I can call it, are meeting out the same justice upon particularly Christians as they are in the occupied areas.
1: This is very challenging, isn't it? Because uh, there are different groups of Christians, uh, whether you're Catholic or Orthodox or Evangelical or Pentecostal. uh, Some may be favored over others, uh, any thoughts here around the way that Christians are viewed? Because, uh, as you say, everyone gets grouped in the evangelical side under the Baptist umbrella. H- how do you think about the the, uh, the differences? Well, I think
0: when you look at Orthodox Christians, they make up 72% of the population in the Ukraine. Everybody else is well into the minority. Like Protestants, only about 2% of Protestants there. But I think the Russians are viewing the evangelical, and particularly why they call them Baptists, they call them the spies of the West. So this is what's happening at the moment. This is the the latest feedback we're getting from occupied Ukraine and from a number of the Ukrainians there. The church is really not helping itself in the Ukraine either, sadly, because the um, registered or or... Yeah, registered is what I would use. The registered um, Baptist churches don't recognize the non-aligned churches either. So there's this rift between the two sides of the Christian church. So this is not not the best scenario either. So, uh, you know, there's so much going on. But prior to the Russians invading Ukraine, The church coexisted and was very, very um, prosperous. And there were many, you know, there were many, many churches there. This has now been challenged by the Russians uh, fighting a war there with them.
1: From a recent conversation that I had, a lot of the Orthodox churches in Ukraine actually closed their doors when the war began. And people have been saying, why are the Baptists keeping their doors open? and uh, what you're saying is there's a little bit of friction between uh, the two different uh, sections of the Christian church but let me ask you about some of the testimonies that you're hearing from the area in Ukraine Tony you've got you've got your own field uh, representatives uh, they're feeding back to you what sort of stories are you hearing
0: well some of the stories we're getting back are absolutely tragic um Many of them that we're hearing of is that they've been kicked out of the churches. The pastors tried to remain, but they've been forced out. They're using some of the churches to have um, meetings promoting Russian propaganda, which is all communist propaganda, obviously. We had a a sad case where I was in um, Poland recently and went very uh, close to the Ukraine border where some of the Christians had actually escaped into Poland. One of the dear ladies there was sharing a story with us where she and her family were part of just a vibrant evangelical church there. And when the Russians came in and attacked, um, the Ukrainian government uh, said to them, look, the older people can leave. They can leave by bus or by train. And her husband, who was a a cab driver, was helping um, transport these older people from the church to the train station, and they were in a convoy of two of these cabs, and the Russians stopped them, just absolutely mowed them down, killed them all, and beat the cab drivers with their rifle butts to the point of being unrecognized. They couldn't recognize the bodies. This was a 35, 40-year-old man and his family, you know. The wife then heard about it through some of the people of the church, grabbed whatever she could with a uh, 12-month-old and a 7-year-old child, two kids, took what she could carry and left and ended up in Poland. And this is the brutality of what's happening out there at the moment. And these people are now living in Poland, uh, sheltered by a church that had bought the property, an old school building, and, and were housing about 25 or 30 of these families all of them women and children because men of fighting age couldn't leave the country. So um, another story I got was from a pharmacist who uh, was able to leave with his family because he had a health issue and was delayed from going to his pharmacy practice on the Monday morning by a patient that wanted him to collect a script, which he did. When he got to his pharmacy practice The building just 15 minutes prior to him getting there was completely flattened by a Russian bomb. So these people are are like, you know, it's, it's, it's quite alarming and scary listening to these stories of how they just had to take what they could get and leave. And this has happened to more and more people. Poland has received hundreds of thousands of people, which they did not expect at all. So um, the church is under quite a lot of attack outside of just being, you know, just the war. But what we are finding is many of the pastors are now returning back to the Ukraine, and they're trying to reestablish their contact with their parishioners and the members of their churches, and just counseling them and trying to build them up in their faith again, because the Ukraine is standing strong, as we see on the national media, every single day. So people are are not fearful anymore. They're going back in defiance of what the Russians are doing, and they're asking for us to continue to pray for them and to support them. And this is now where Voice of the Martyrs is coming, in that we've established quite a a large presence there in support of these uh, churches and ministries that are struggling with the challenges of having this Russian invasion.
1: Challenging times. I wonder if you are hearing back from any other of the neighbouring nations around or close to Ukraine, because even the history of Voice of the Martyrs goes back to Romania, doesn't it, uh, with the founder Richard Wormbrand, and uh, the way that there are all sorts of fears Uh, when there is rising threat from communism, because Christians and communists tend not to mix. There's an incompatibility there. Are you hearing anything, fears from surrounding nations too? Well, let me
0: start with Poland. The CEO of our Polish mission actually lived under Russian oppression. So he's well aware of what happened during the times when he was younger and this was happening. So there's an understanding of what it means to live under the Russians. This fear is now permeated in um, Romania, too, um, where, where the church is very nervous about what's happening. And the church is on constant watch. And they're very uh, tentative as to what's going on there because the Russians have threatened them also. But not just them. Other neighboring areas, the Russians have threatened too. So people do not want to return to the bad old days of um, Russian occupation. And um, there's a lot of prayer going into the churches. And they are asking us to pray for them also, which we are doing and letting our followers know. Because it's a challenging time, not just for that region, but for the world.
1: And we all know that the issues with the Russian invasion of Ukraine are far from any level of resolution. The way forward for Voice of the Martyrs and the work that you're doing in Ukraine, how can listeners get behind the sorts of initiatives that you've got operating there? Uh, Any way that uh, you can connect uh, listeners to some of the projects today, Tony?
0: Yes, definitely. Uh, we are supporting our Polish mission, which is a very small mission, with resources to be able to equip a team to continue to work in the Ukraine, and that's what we're currently doing at the moment. And we have a few projects related to that, which you can, uh, which you can get more information on on our website, which is www.vom.com.au. And uh, we will obviously keep people updated as to how we progress there and what's happening within the Christian space of how we're functioning in the Ukraine. But that's what we're doing at the moment. We've connected with many, many ministries and churches, and we are supporting them with literature. We're supporting them um, by getting the word out, and we're supporting them in prayer and with some of the projects which we're
1: doing. Well there are certainly a lot of stories from on the ground and a lot of deeper issues you're not seeing on the evening news when you're looking at that footage of rockets and bombs exploding in those towns in Ukraine uh, to connect with Voice of the Martyrs V O M com V O M Voice of the Martyrs com au Tony Benjamin is CEO of Voice of the Martyrs Tony, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and your heart with us today on 2020.
0: Thank you for having me, Neil. It's a pleasure. God bless.
1: Thanks for taking
0: time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.